This Podcast Movement 2022 audio session is brought to you by Supporting Cast, the best way to sell and deliver exclusive podcasts. And special thanks to PM22 Virtual Ticket Presenting Sponsor, Amazon Music. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Solution Stage here at Podcast Movement, presented by Soundstack. My name is Justin Ruff. I'm the SVP of Operations at Soundstack. Super excited to be able to sponsor this stage, put on a heck of a show for you guys. We have a exciting track all day. Hopefully everyone's caffeinated, got some good lunch in here. We're ready for the second half of our session. I'm super excited to welcome to this stage Alex Sanfilippo, who is the founder of Podmatch. Um, he's going to be talking about the seven untapped ways to make money with your podcast. So without further ado, Alex, I will pass it off to you. Welcome. Hello, hello. Whoa. There we go. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And getting my last name right, give, give Justin a round of applause, everybody. Come on. That's so rare. Uh, anytime I jump on a podcast as a guest, people are like, Alex San... Ooh, what is that last name? And it's usually I goes, okay, let's start over. Let's start over. So, and then they get it wrong again. And then I'm just like, sure, that works. So anyway, my name is Alex Sanfilippo. And as Justin said, I'm the founder of Podmatch and also a company called podpros.com. And today I'm really excited to talk about just seven untapped ways to make money with your podcast. So these are things that are outside of the norm of like advertising, sponsorships, affiliation, right? And those are all great things. But I want to talk about some other things that some of us can do. Uh, any indie podcasters out there? Like how many, how many people have under 10 episodes, but more than zero? We got two, three, three people, four. All right, cool. Very sweet. Anyone have like more than 300 episodes? Let's just see if we got any. Look at that. Come on. That's amazing. You know, like in podcasting, yeah, round of applause, come on. In podcasting, if you have like 300 episodes, it means you've like been doing podcasting for a lifetime, so congrats. Um, so anyway, I'm going to jump into these things. I'm supposed to have like a clicker here. Here we go. So I'm just going to jump into these, and along the way, because of kind of like the format we have here, thanks for being here, everybody, um, I might just do Q&A along the way. So if you have a question on one of these seven things, just feel free to raise your hand, and a mic will come around to you. There we go. Cool. And, uh, and we'll, we'll kind of go from there, because what I don't want to have happen is us be on item number one, right? And you have to wait through seven to ask that question, right? Let's go ahead and just do it along the way here. So uh, before I start, I do want to mention one more thing. Monetization to me, and I think it should be the same for all of us, should be a bonus to adding value to people's lives. So as podcasters, our primary objective, our primary goal is to serve people with what we do. And the way I always like to say it is we need to seek to be people of value, not people of profit. I've always found this to be true, that your profit is going to follow the value that you add. So keep this in mind as we go through this, that the main thing is you want to be able to show up in a way that is valuable for the people that are listening, for the people that are going to be on your show, for anyone involved in the process. And as a result, profit should follow. So everyone good? I'm going to go and get started. All right. So the first thing here is to turn previous interviews into a book. So if you have an interview style podcast or even a solo podcast, this will totally work. Uh, the idea would just be to turn it into some form of book that's useful. We were actually talking last night with uh, my mastermind, two of these guys on the front row here, and we were talking about like, hey, some people write books because they want to say they wrote a book, but it's not really useful, right? Like sometimes people don't never even open the book, but you want to write something that's going to be helpful. So I had a couple ideas here I want to share. Who here does interviews with their podcast? Okay, most of us. So I'm going to speak to that first. Something that you can do to have like an, an interview show that you can turn into a book would be to pick out some of your favorite episodes that you feel most align with the brand that you've created with your podcast and go to those guests and say, hey, listen, I'm putting together a book. I'm going to have a ghostwriter because we all talk on podcasts because we don't like to write. I assume that at least, right? So, um, so the idea is you can go to a ghostwriter and get somebody to do this for you, but you go to maybe your top 
10, 15 people is who you end up with and say, hey, each of you can be a chapter in this book. We're gonna break our interview we did into something that's digestible, people can read and hopefully help them on this topic. And the idea would be that you would get them to pay to be a contributor of it. They'd be a contributing author. And you have that ghostwriter who's gonna develop it in a really nice way so that you make a really coherent book to go all the way through. That's something that you can do because hopefully they would also, as a co-author, they would be interested in also sharing the book, right? And a little tip at the end of that chapter, link to the podcast episode. Say, here's the URL to listen to our full conversation on the same topic. That might be a really interesting way to not only get to monetize your podcast and make a little bit of money with it by having a book, but also grow some authority with it as well. Because you're like, I've got a podcast. Oh, it's also a book as well. That's really interesting to a lot of people to say, oh, okay, this person's the real deal, right? They've got both a podcast and a book. So I'm gonna move on to the next one here, but someone's got a question. And look at that, you're right next to the person with the mic. How, about that? How useful. Have you done that? And do you have a book that we could buy to see the example? It's on the way out. Okay. I don't, it is on the way out. Um, give that a little bit of time. I'll, I'll announce it everywhere, obviously, but uh, in a, probably a month and a half, I hope, if everybody who's contributing can finish writing. So if anyone here is contributing in that, please finish your book, so <laughs> your chapter. But yeah, so that is, there are some people that have done it. Two good examples I'll share real quick is, everyone knows Tim Ferriss, I assume. He's a big podcaster. He has a book called Tool of Titans, which is something that he did to pull chapters apart in the best wisdom, and that's a really interesting one. Uh, another one is uh, Scott Miller. He did Master Mentors, where he just pulled 30 mentors. He's, done, he's doing a volume two now because the first one sold so many copies. And it's just his favorite interviews, and he's basically pulling them into book form. So those are two really good examples, I'd say. So how do you even know how much you charge for something like that? That is a great question. I would go to somebody who's actually an expert in the space. So um, somebody that, uh, there's a handful of people I know that are really good, but if you look up, guys, what is, you gotta help me real quick. What is, uh, I'm thinking um, Mike Capuzzi, what's his company? Man, look up Mike Capuzzi. I don't know how to spell the last name either, but talk to me after, I will find that for you. I know that with him, he was like, in the book that we were doing, we were charging $400. Uh, for a chapter in it, and, and then they become an author in it as well. Now, it could be anything. It could be more or less depending on your focus, your niche, right? Like if you're working with like, I mean, it, let's imagine you're only interviewing billionaires. You might want to say it's $1,000 a chapter, right? Just, just an idea there. So does that, I hope that's helpful, but find me afterwards. I'll, I'll get you some links to where we can actually look at that a little bit more. All right, cool. I'll move along here. Number two, and I'm doing really great on time, by the way, so I'm, I'm excited about this. Turn your guests into customers. This is a really interesting one, and there's some people here that I'm not gonna call out that are really good at this, and there's a lot of different techniques here. One of which could be something as simple as if you're like, oh, I don't really have a product or service. Now, first off, if you do have a product or service, it might make sense to bring on some of your guests as people that could potentially buy from you. I think a lot of us podcasters, we think about the listener a lot, which we should, but it also makes sense sometimes to think about who's on the other side of the mic. Because something that I've learned is that people who do business together, people who build relationships, they're people that have a meaningful experience together. And a podcast interview for most of us who haven't done hundreds of episodes, it's a meaningful experience. And because of that, you're more prone to do business with somebody like that. So think about who's on the other side of the mic is someone who might be like, wow, I really enjoyed our conversation today. This was a lot of fun. What else can we do together? And that might be your introduction to say, well, I, I'm a coach in this space, or I help people do this, right? I help people with pricing books that they wanna write, you know, things like that. You might be able to jump in and help out in that way. Now, if you're like, well, I don't really have a product or service, like, what else can I do? If you had a guest on the show that said, oh, this was really fun, I enjoyed it, I'm trying to get on more podcasts, that might be a green light for you to say, well, you know what, I know some other podcast hosts. Why don't you let me be something like a booking agent for you? 
why don't, let, why don't you let me help you get on some other shows? And that's something that you'd be able to do. Or you can go with them and say, hey, you, you did a really good job here, but if I could be a little bit of a coach to you, I can help you understand that, hey, you should have some different images available for hosts to use. Your bio, you can make it a little shorter. You can have a more direct call to action, right? You can help them become a better podcast guest by them being on your show. And that might be a really interesting thing that you can do. Now, I'm gonna give this disclaimer here because I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention this a few times throughout. You don't need to go build a whole business with this. So I need you all to promise me something. You're not gonna go build a whole funnel for this whole thing. Please, the best way to do this that I found is do something really simple. So an example of that is just to build out like, you use Calendly. Does anyone familiar with Calendly? You all know what that is? You can do billing straight through Calendly. So you can just have an onboarding form that you build straight through that and at the end have an invoice. Say, hey, it's $300 to work with me for an hour and I'll help you become a better podcast guest by getting everything organized the way that you should. Something like that. So you're not building a whole funnel, you're not building out all these websites and stuff, you're keeping it really simple. Um, some great advice is KISS, keep it simple, stupid. Great advice, hurts my feelings every time. The Office, anybody? Anybody in the Office, come on, give it, there we go. All right, cool, good. Um, I'm realizing, that, you know, the more I go to like events like this, less and less people know The Office, and it's actually really sad. So um, next time I do a whole presentation on that, I think. Anybody got any questions on that before we move on? All right, cool. Good, I'm glad we got that, that's great. All right, so this one's a really fun one. This is a skip the line option. So again, this one really works well for people that are doing some form of interview podcast. And what this means is you bring somebody on who immediately says, hey, I've got a book coming out in three weeks. Any chance this interview can drop on that date? Now, as podcast hosts, we're like, listen, you don't understand what's going on here? No, it's coming out in six months, right? Like it's coming up in the queue like everybody else's. But what you can do is develop something called the skip the line option which it simply means if I'm an author or an entrepreneur that has a new product or service coming out or a coach with some sort of offer that I wanna get out at a certain time, like it's time sensitive, right? As a host, you can offer what's called a skip the line option, which means, hey, I want this to come out the same day this product or service launches, can you help me with that? And you can say, yeah, we have a skip the line option we do is you will we'll literally release it the day you want and I would consider that a bonus episode. So if you only release on Tuesdays, they want on on Thursday because it's a specific date, do it, that's fine. Your audience is not gonna get upset with that. As a matter of fact, they might be like, oh shoot, an extra episode. That's cool, I'm gonna check it out. So that might be something that would be interesting for your audience, but also for that person, you can say, yeah, what we'll do is we'll bust it out of our normal production and we'll get all the special stuff around it. We'll even do a little bit of an extra post about it. We'll email our newsletter about it, whatever, right? You can do all of that for an extra fee. Now what you should charge for that is, is gonna be up to you and it's gonna depend on your audience and the, no, the focus or niche, right? Um, you wanna make sure that it, it's gonna actually be beneficial to them as well. But that's something that you can do to bring in some income with your podcast is when something, again, is time sensitive, you offer this skip the line option. And again, keep it really simple. You can use something like, I mean, Stripe to, to do your, your purchasing for, or they can buy it from you, right? Something really simple. You don't need a full landing page, a full package. As a matter of fact, I find that this works a lot better to skip the line when you are doing so more organically of, oh, hey, I really enjoyed our conversation. They're like, yeah, I wish it could come out the day the book comes out. Oh, you know what? We have a skip the line option. Just a really organic conversation. Hey, for the $400, because we have a lot of extra work we gotta do now to get it out, we'd happily be able to partner with you and get this out on that day and, and email everybody about it. Most people are gonna be like, cool, this person really cares. But if instead you're like, hey, I'll send you a landing page with all the details for a skip the line. Now they feel like you're selling to them. You want it to feel natural and organic, and the more you can do that, the longer the relationship will last as well. Because guess what? That author, coach, speaker, next time they want to be on a podcast, they're gonna to want to go back on yours for their next book as well, and they're gonna to want to pay for this again because you actually 
help them. It did right by them, right? So a skip the line option is a really great thing that I think a lot of us could take advantage of. Anybody got any questions there? Up front. No. Is this a quiz? Do I need to remember number one? She, she asked me what number one was. Does anyone remember number one was? Because I don't remember the order. Oh, here we go. Turn previous interviews into a book. You, sir, get a prize. I think there's water or something over here. I don't know. <laughs> Appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks, Seth. Appreciate it. All right, good stuff. Um, <laughs> moving on to number four here. Uh, offer a marketing boost option. I really like this one a lot. So as podcasters, how many of us want our content to get shared a lot? I'm very concerned that only like three people raised their hand actually, like super concerned. Do you all not care for anyone to hear your podcast? Because <laughs> this might be the wrong place for you. Um, so we all want our podcast to be heard, right? We want it to, to get out there more. And something that a lot of people haven't considered is something like a marketing boost. So again, if you have a, a guest or if you're rolling solo, so you don't have any guests, but you're talking about a specific topic or something that would be interesting to an organization because you're referencing them, you can approach these people about doing a marketing boost. And what that simply means is you go to that person and say, hey, I'd love to run some ads around this specific episode to get more people to hear it because it was really impactful. Now, please have integrity, do not lie. Don't say it to every single one of your, your guests that come on. But if you feel like that really served a specific niche, it served your audience in a big way, the best thing you can do is say, hey, let's get this out there together. Let's make this some sort of partnership where we will run some ads against this specific episode. And I think that doing that is really powerful. I've, I've never had it. I've had one person do that with me and I took advantage of it right away. The guy said, this is a really good, a really good episode and it's gonna grow your business like this. And I think it would really help my audience as well. And the guy asked me for $500 and I gave it to him on the spot. So I was like, absolutely, I will do that because it's going to help me and it's gonna grow the show. So it's like a total win-win. So the way that you can do this, there's a few options. Like if anyone, anyone here like know Facebook ads or like, like Google ads and stuff like that pretty well? Some, some, okay, a few of us. I don't know anything about that stuff at all. So a couple options here. Number one, what you could do is you could partner with somebody. So you can find somebody that knows that space really well. Now they are gonna cut into your profit, but that's fine. Cause you're gonna tell your guests, I work with an expert who knows how to do this really well. And I'm gonna be able to work with them on it. So you can do that. Or another thing is, um, I, I know Mopod has a booth here. Any Mopod people over here right now? Where's our Mopod? No, they're not over here. Okay. I don't remember the URL, but if you find the Mopod people here, um, they have a new option where you can literally promote a single episode of your podcast by typing in a few details about it and, and paying their invoice right there. That's a really cool option. And yes, you need to add a markup. So I'm not saying just a full pass through. So if I'm your guest and you're like, Alex, this was a great interview. And I do think this should not be an automated funnel. This should be just an organic conversation. Let's get it out there together for $500 and you spend 200 or 300 or whatever, right? For $500, we will get it out to some more people and we can run that one time or we can run that forever. I have a friend who had a podcast guest on that liked the episode so much, they run a $1 an ad per day on Facebook and they've been doing it for years now, which I think is so cool. And like, so what happens is that podcast episode continuously remains one of their most popular all the time because this person's paying a dollar a day to have that episode be seen by people. And I think that's a really cool idea. And I'm guessing what happens is they, I don't know how much the person makes on that, if anything, but at the very least, it's someone else paying to grow your podcast, which I think is a big win. So I like this option. And to build people, once again, use something like Stripe. Don't build out a full landing page, right? We gotta keep the main thing the main thing. We're here to podcast. And I think that it's a really, it's a really viable option that you can use to drive some income and grow your podcast at the same time. Any questions on that one? That's one that I really like. 
It's a good idea. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Uh, it's a what? It's a new one. Yeah. I need a sip of water. Someone should have a question so I can take a sip of water and, you know. There we go. Come on. Thank you. You got a mic coming. Hold on a second. What was the name of the service? You said Moad. Is that M-O-A-D? Uh, Mopod. M I think it's M-O-W-P-O-D dot com. Is that what it is? And there's a certain URL they have for this, um, which, you know what? I actually probably, I bet I grabbed one of their cards. This is super weird for me to do, guys, but I'm going to look this. I do. Look at this. I grabbed one of their cards. It is boost.mopod.com. I am not affiliated with them, just so you all know. I need to make that clear. They're not paying me to say this. So use my affiliate link. I'm just kidding. All right. Next up, number five, turn your podcast into a virtual event. Okay. I love this one because I did this and it's worked super well for me. Um, and I'm not going to get into all the specifics about it because there's so much involved, but I'm going to try to give an overview. Just to let you all know at the end of this, uh, I will have a link to where you can see what we talked about today, these seven things plus more uh, and in more detail. So you can actually see the full like write-up of exactly how I did this. But here's the idea. So we usually will book a guest or have our, our recording time set up, right? And we'll do that once a week, twice a week. Sometimes we batch it. Who, who batches their content and does like multiple stuff a week? That's, I love that. I think that's so good. What I decided to do is do a quarterly event. And that quarterly event, the content that we stream for anybody attending that event is pre-recorded podcast interviews that will be the next season of the podcast. So what we do is they're not on our podcast feed yet. We will stream the video and audio and we just use, I think it's called Demio, is our webinar software. And so we'll basically stream all 13 of them, right? And we have like tracks, we, we sell tickets to this event. So it's your chance to see them and have live Q&A afterwards with the speakers that are the podcast guest. And then the next 13 weeks after this event is each week, one of them is released on our podcast feed. And the call to action on the podcast is to join next quarter's virtual event. So what I'm telling people to do is come join the virtual event. You'll have to hear everybody. And the thing is, at first I was like, oh man, none of these people who attend the virtual event are going to want to listen to the podcast. I was actually totally wrong. All of them love it and they all share it. And they're regularly like, oh yeah, I was at the virtual event. I got to hear this. I'm so glad the episode came out now. And doing that, I was able to monetize the podcast just through doing that. So I used to do all my own podcast editing and stuff and I loved it. My team told me it was time to not do that, which was a super sad day for me because I, does anyone else enjoy editing podcasts? You're weird. I'm just going to say it straight up. Um, I like it too. Most people do not. That's why you work with somebody like Seth in the back who I just saw walk in. He'll do that for you, right? Um, but anyway, so for me, uh, I just knew it was time because my team told me it was time to pass that off. So I was like, well, how do we do so without spending more money? And the solution was to turn the whole thing into a virtual event. So now I'll let you all know what happens with my podcast. I, don't, I have seven team members. All I do is show up to record and I don't touch anything else. And we're netting about $8,000 a year just through doing this. That's after paying our, we, we, we pay our speakers, we pay for all the softwares, all the editing. So I have almost zero work and we turned it into a virtual event. It's grown the podcast a lot. So driving, driving some revenue from it and having less work is a total win-win in my mind, right? So I think this is a really, a really cool idea that we should be considering. And maybe you don't do once a quarter, maybe you do one a year and it doesn't need to be all that content, but have some way to bring in your community to something else that you're doing and I just think having a virtual event is really powerful. People really seem to in enjoy that. Like it's really helped me grow into understanding who my audience is and getting to, to make a lot of friends along the way in it. Does anybody have any questions on this one? Turn your podcast into a virtual event? I figured there'd be a few. We got the mic back here. So go ahead and you pick somebody. All right, thank you. Great information. I actually like this. Oh I'm goodness, sure. that I'm mic sure. is not loving you. Um, I like this idea. I want it. 
Am I too close to the mic? Or the, I'll step out here. Okay, my question about what you just said, I'm very interested. You said you pay your speakers. Does that mean, um, would I have to pay my speakers? Would I let them know that I'm um, going to do this? And did you say this? these are like short clips of future episodes that are coming out? Well, first off, no, you, you don't need to pay your, your speakers. And like, they're my speakers podcast episodes. And all, uh, sorry, podcast guests slash speakers. And uh, what I, I just give them a percentage of the profit just because I, I wanted to do that. Most of the people I have on my show are friends. So I just like that. You definitely don't need to do it. So anyone who speaks at like our event who becomes a podcast guest on it as well, because that kind of funnels into it, right? I just give them 5% of the total revenue just because I want to be able to hopefully ask them to come back again. Let's put it that way, right? So, um, but I, I, yeah, you definitely don't need to do that. As a matter of fact, most people would happily just show up because it's not only they're on a podcast episode, but they're part of a live event as well, a virtual event. So it's kind of like a win-win. It's like I'm also, I'm speaking and I'm a podcast guest at the same time. Like that's huge for people. Does that answer your question? Cool. Uh, we had more questions here. We got the mic coming up, uh, up here. How do you distinguish this from a just a live stream? Sorry, say that again. How do you distinguish a digital event from a live stream? Good, good question. So we we have like a paid membership, uh, and Aaron up here was asking how much that is. So we use an app called Mighty Networks, and basically what we do is we add a group in there and we charge for access to that group. And this the fourth quarter event that we're doing is. $47 per person, and they get access to the replays and all that, but that's how we kind of close it up, so we like lock it up by them coming into that community, and we have conversation. We have like two networking events leading up to it, and we have ongoing, it's, it's a community platform. Mighty Networks is kind of like a Facebook group on steroids, if you will, right? And so we're just having that ongoing conversation, and then they, we build individual events for each of them inside of that, and you can just basically say, this is the one I want to attend, and it has like webinar links built right into it. Does that kind of answer it, I hope? Okay, cool, I got a thumbs up, so that's good. And Seth, I think I got, or Aaron, sorry, I got yours as well, right? Cool. Yes. When you do it, do you do them back to back to back? And do you do it during the day or in evenings and weekends? So like, what's the timing of it? Yeah. So I, we do it all back to back to back. So because, so my podcast is called Podcasting Made Simple. I should probably totally start off with that, right? I just, so let's go ahead and start over, right? We're going to start over. We're going to go back up to number one here. Let me go back there. It's not let me go backwards. Good call, guys. No, I don't want to go back. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. So Podcasting Made Simple is my show. So it's a show for podcast guests and hosts to further their experience and to, to grow their reach. And uh, so I have, basically what we do is we do like an opening keynote with me where I just really, I always try to share why we podcast. Like as I started off today, right? We, we seek people value, not people profit. Like I always start off with something like that. And then it goes straight into what I call the, the state of podcasting keynote. So I bring in like one of these legends of podcasting, right? People that have been in it forever to talk about the past, present, and future of podcasting. And that's everybody. So we're all in that room together. And then we jump into tracks. So we have two separate tracks. One is for podcast guests, one's for podcast hosts. There's five of each of those. So now we're at, what are we at? If you do that math, that's 12 total so far sessions. I need 13. And then we end, we bring everyone back together for a closing keynote where I'll take like a more of a podcasting celebrity to come in and, and kind of share their, their wisdom, if you will. And that's like all 13 episodes. So there's, there's two things together. We break into two tracks and then back together at the end. And that's kind of the flow of it. And the whole thing lasts, it's kind of shorter. So we have 30 minute segments for each. So the whole thing lasts, I think it's four hours total. And we just do it during the day on the third Thursday of the first month of every quarter is what I think we do. Yes, that's it, yeah, that's, that's what it is. Uh, my wife is really good at the schedule, by the way. So, side note real quick, my wife and I have been married for 10 years today. Super excited, yeah, thank you. I wish you were here, but we're gonna be going to Italy for 12 days right after this, so she's, she stayed at home, which I thought was cool, so. Anyway, 
side note, personal side note there, but I hope that's okay. Hey, did that answer your question though? Was that everything? Okay, cool, all right. How big was your audience when you decided to do the virtual event? That is, a, I'm so glad you asked that question. I didn't even know if anyone was gonna show up. Um, and the first one was heavily discounted. I think it was $12, the first one. And I just did a really like transparent post about it on social media. So for me, like Facebook and LinkedIn are my two platforms. I just said, hey, I'm pretty nervous about this, but I'm gonna do a virtual event because I think this would really help a lot of people who are having questions about the show and the guests I'm having on. And so I just did it like that and I was shocked, but 150 people showed up to the first one. And that was awesome. Like people really supported it. And then I just made sure that I delivered more value than the cost they, they, they spent, right? I made sure it was a really good experience for everybody who showed up and it's just kind of grown from there. But from day one, I legitimately had no idea if anyone would show up. Um, I, I knew a few members of my community would definitely support anything I do, but would they actually be there? I didn't know. And so I, I think it's a matter of just saying, you know what, I'm just gonna try this and do it. There's no telling how it will work exactly, but give it a shot or even send out like some feelers to some of your audience and, and if you're feeling like you need to do that. But at the end of the day, if it's something you wanna do, I think you should just go for it. Yeah, no problem. All right, cool. Number six, help, help someone else start a podcast. I like this one. Who here has started a podcast before? Man, still, I'm getting like some hands, like half of you maybe don't have a podcast or you're in the wrong room. Um, but here's the thing, if you have any friends and you've mentioned that you have a podcast, almost all of them or people that you meet are like, oh man, I've been wanting to do a podcast too. Not really sure how to do it. Here's the thing, if you've started a podcast, you can be helpful to that person. And in my mind, you should be the one to actually help them start a podcast. And I know at this point, many of us, myself included, we feel this sense of imposter syndrome, right? Where we're like, well, I'm not really good at it. I don't have a big audience. I didn't do it all right. But here's the thing, I always use the analogy of helping somebody up a hill or up a, like, I say a hill, maybe a mountain. I live in Jacksonville, Florida where there's no such thing as a hill. But like maybe a mountain, right? And you've got somebody who's like trying to get up. If I'm at the top of the mountain, I see somebody way down here, like I see Seth way down here, I can't really help Seth. I can give you a course, I can throw down a rope, right? But if I'm like right in front of Seth, I can grab his hand and just pull him up to where I am. Even if it's just one step further, maybe we don't know where we're going from there, but I can bring him on that journey with me. And I think that when we're looking at helping other people start a podcast, we need to have that mentality of sometimes we're the best people to help someone else because we're in it with them, we're just one step further. In my mind, if we can help someone take that one step, then that is a huge win. So I don't want anyone to sell yourself short because here's the thing that I see, I see people that wanna start a show and they enroll in some sort of course, and there's nothing wrong with that, including I have a course for this, and they get about 10% through it, and they still don't start a podcast. But if you're their friend that knows them, or somebody that's even just an acquaintance, a friend of a friend or something like that, or a colleague, they'll actually go the, through the whole process because you're right there holding their hand through it. So I actually think it'd be more of a service for each of us to start helping other people start podcasts. And you should 100% charge for this. And, and here's why. People value what they pay for. Uh, I remember at one point, a friend of mine asked, he's like, hey man, like, I used to be a little bigger than I am now. Uh, I started a business and apparently that does a lot to your, uh, your mass. But uh, I was working out a lot and I had a friend ask me if I'd help him work out and do all that. I was like, sure. He's like, what, what do you wanna charge for it? I was like, nothing, let's just do this. Let's just make it happen. I put a ton of effort in and this dude never worked out, never took it seriously. And then he got a new personal trainer who I thought was just okay at personal training. Like he just seemed all right. And, but he was having a ton of success from it. And I'm like, what the heck is this guy doing differently? He's like, oh man, he charges me like 300 bucks a month. He took it really seriously. So I say that to mention, if you're gonna help someone start a podcast, you need to charge for this service. Keep it really simple. 
You ever heard of Calendly? I talked about it earlier. I'm not affiliated, by the way. Um, set that up, ask them their onboarding questions, and have a spot for them to pay an invoice. And say, you know what, an hour a week, let's do this for the next 10 weeks, 100 bucks per hour, or whatever it is. And maybe that's too cheap, really. Like, figure something out that works for both of you, right? Have that organic conversation. But you can help someone else start a show and get to where you are, and I think it'll actually help you become a better host as well. So keep this in mind. I think this is a really important option that many of us need to take into consideration. Anybody have any questions on that one? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're so close. I feel like I feel like we're friends right here. You know? <laughs> okay. So look, real quick. What would you say a realistic price to charge someone for a course that knows you and know everything that you you know went through, but they're interested, right? And you don't want to waste your time nor theirs, but you do want to attach a monetary you know, dollar amount, what would you say would be a sweet spot? You, you mentioned course. Do you mean like a one-on-one -on -one conversation, actually? Co correct. Or, you know, like, let's say, for example, a, a podcast boot camp. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if you, if you were going to do this for, like, the masses, I would say something different. But if it's going to be one-on-one, -on -one, so just you and this person, I would gauge where that needs to be. So what I, what I mean by that, if it's the college student that's like, hey, I can barely afford food, it should be a little bit less than the, because again, law of buying is what you're looking for, right? $50 a month for them might make sense. If you say that's, I can't do that, then that's when you send them to a course or something like that. But at the same time, if it's like a, a CEO of a business that has a huge budget and you're like $50 a month, they're going to be like, okay, that's not even money in their mind. So they're not going to take it seriously because they don't feel like it's actually anything le legit, right? Because they're like, they're not going to value that. I remember I got somebody at one point, a business guy to join my software. I told him the price. I told him top tier, and at that point it was $54 a month, and I was like sweating telling him this. And he just laughed. He goes, really? He goes, ah, my team's not gonna really take that seriously. He's like, you have anything more expensive? Like literally asked me that, and I was like, no, but maybe I should, right? <laughs> maybe I should. So I, I'm not saying to like keep a huge scale of it, but think about what you think would be meaningful for you and make enough sense, and then keep that range based off what somebody's doing because the law of buying is really important. Now at the same time, you're just like, hey, I just want a standard way to do this. I find a couple, a couple hundred dollars an hour for your wisdom is more, uh, that's really worth it, I think. Uh, I hope that helps a little bit. It's, it's kind of like a, a gray area, if you will. So, cool. All right. Uh, anybody else on that one? No? Cool. All right. Unless I hope I didn't miss anybody there. All right. I love this one. Speak at organizations in your city. I love to take credit for this one. This one just fell on me. Let's put it that way. So a friend of mine who is a really successful realtor in Jacksonville, Florida, he hits me up one day and goes, hey man, I want you to come uh, speak to my entire real estate office about podcasting. And I was like, okay, what do you want me to talk about? And he's like, they don't know podcasting. He's like, explain to them like what it could be for realtors, like what, who's listening to podcasts, how could they use it? And I was like, I don't really like know most of those answers. He goes, dude, these people know nothing about podcasts and they want to talk to someone who has one. I was like, okay. I'm like, when do you want me to be there? He's like, uh, he goes, Give me your schedule, give me the schedule. He goes, okay, uh, is $500 good? We'll just talk to you for an hour. I was like, yes, that is great. That is my running rate right now, actually, thank you. Um, unless you had more, um, no, I'm just kidding. So I, I showed up and there was 20 or 30 realtors of like Northeast Florida for Keller Williams in the office and they all just had questions about podcasting. And I knew most of them, I didn't know all of them. And then I, I built a little presentation. It took me like an hour of like just the data because they literally know nothing. And they're just like wondering if it makes sense or not. Not to start one, but just who listens to them? Is there any way for realtors to capitalize on that? And anyway, I left that day and told another friend who's a realtor for a, another agency. I can't, can't remember which one it was. And she goes, oh, I would love for you to come do that same presentation for my office. How much do you charge? Light bulb. I was like, shoot. 
yeah, 600, you're right. I like, this is my crew right here, everybody, um, right here. So I was like, $600, but um, no, but like what I realized, I'm like, shoot, I can call every real estate office in Jacksonville or hire a VA and have them do it, like a virtual assistant, and I could pay them $10 an hour, which is great money for many of them, and they could reach out to everybody in Florida, and I can just drive around and talk to all these realtors about podcasting. And I was like, well, shoot, why does it just have to be realtors? Like, what about anybody else? I currently don't take advantage of this because I am running a software company. However, I think this is a really cool way for podcast hosts to get out there and share their podcast and also share their expertise to people that are literally, literally like, what the heck is this podcasting thing? How's it gonna affect my industry? What's going on with it? Do a little bit of research. Like even get, like here's the thing, if someone's paying you $500, pay 100 bucks to talk to somebody who really knows it, learn it, and then go share it. Right? Like, and there you go. And then you can get out there and you can share. If you're saying, oh, I don't really know it that well, you can know it that well pretty quick because you, know the, the, you know the foundation of podcasting. So I think this is a really great option that, again, I don't see many people taken care of. But in your city, depending on the size especially, you could become like the native expert podcaster in your city. Even if you're not, you could be the only person going around all these organizations and be like, oh, man, you got to have my buddy out here. He's going he's gonna to teach all, he's going to blow your mind about what podcasting is. Anyway, so I, I love that one. I think it's a really a really valuable option. Anybody have any questions on this point? It's, it kind of explains itself, right? I hope some people are like, I hope you all take advantage of this. So that is, that is all of my points here. So uh, I did mention like the course, this color was terrible for this. Can you all see that color okay, that bottom color? From my angle, I can barely see it. But uh, everything I just mentioned here, plus uh, I think I had three other things in there maybe, or I don't know, I, I had a few others. Uh, you can grab all that, it has everything in detail, and that's also the best way to contact me. Once you join that, it is a, 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 it's a course, but you can go in there and we can chat back and forth. Like there's comment sections, you all can literally message me there. That's where I do all my communication. So uh, does anyone have any other questions on these things before we, we end here? Oh man, our mic guy has gotta make a run. Here we go, we're timing you. You got 20 seconds on the clock. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Can I be a guest on your show or part of your virtual event? Can you, sorry, I did not can hear I, you. Can I be a guest on your show? You, so it goes to the virtual event. You can apply to speak at the virtual event awesome. and then that becomes a guest. Yes. Okay, how do we do that? Cool, I love that. So the best way to do that is you go here and you message me and I will send you the form. It keeps it, keeps it pretty simple, but that'd be cool. Yep, always looking for someone to add value to guests and hosts, like either side of that. That's our two tracks, right? Uh-oh, don't give, is this Tanner back here? It is Tanner back. Baby, where'd you get that suit? Man, I, they weren't supposed to give you a mic. That was my one thing I said when I started. He doesn't know me. It's not his <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know it. Cool. Uh, I'll, I'll end with this, guys. I know we've got a couple minutes left, but um, if anyone wants to chat with me afterwards, please. I'm, I'm here to meet podcasters, to collaborate, to hang out. Like, I love this community, so I'm so thankful to the podcast movement for allowing me to have this stage today and getting to spend this time with all of you, and I'd literally love to give everyone a hug. So if you all are open to it, I am as well. Uh, I want to end with where I began with, where I just said that the best thing that we can do as podcasters is seek to add value. And with whatever you're doing with your show, think about the person you're serving. Uh, John Lee Doom was talked about it in, in the other room. He talked about having an avatar. Think about the person you are serving the best you possibly can and make sure that everything funnels through that first. You wanna make sure that you're truly adding value. I find that profit follows. These are some great ideas to help with that, but it's all gotta come from a place of value. And one more thing I'll mention about podcasting is it's smaller audiences. So most of us don't have millions of people listening, right? But at the end of the day, we all wanna make sure we do for one person what we wish we could do for everybody. 
So seek to help that one person change their life. And when you get that message from somebody whose life that your content changed, it makes it all worth it. But never ever lose sight of that one person because they are more important than the masses, right? It's the one life that we can impact and add value to. So that's why I wanted to end this because I just think that's so important for podcasters to remember. Again, my name is Alex Sanfilippo. I'd love to meet all of you. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it.